Hello, and welcome to this 10th dose of magic for realists. It's called the Top 10 Tips for Thrift Stores. I'm Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I want to celebrate and spread and highlight the magic that I've found in everyday life, including in thrift stores, as per this week's theme. I want to share the poetry of existence in hopes that some tricks that I found will be of interest, inspiration, and assistance to you. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to those people, in particular this week, who got in touch with me and let me know that you're listening. That means a lot to me. It's really nice to put faces in my mind when I'm speaking, to have particular people in mind in the mixture of the unknown. So thank you. And if you haven't yet got in touch, I would love to hear from you and know that you're listening and hear what your favorite episode has been so far. This is number 10. So I thought for number 10, it would be fun to do a top 10 list. For several of the episodes so far, I've given the number of points in the episode being the same as the number like, you know, eight stories, nine stories four points, etc. Uh, so, top ten for this week. I think at some point I'll have to cut back on this particular mode because, you know, like 33 points is like one per minute. Actually, that might be fun. But anyways, sometimes the uh, number of points in the episode won't correspond to the number. But since we're on the tenth dose, let's do it. Now, let's is even a strange word. It's just me doing it. You get to listen. (laughs) And those of you who know me in person probably know already that I love shopping at thrift stores. Many years ago, I was wearing a pair of pajamas. And I think I needed to make them smaller, modify them somehow. And so I unstitched a seam to change them. And I, I sew. And so this was a comfortable thing to do. But as I unstitched them... I noticed this little tiny number in the seam and I realized that this was like a pattern piece number that had to do with the manufacturing. Most people don't notice because it's hidden inside the pant. And I'm maybe like 14 at the time. And it was this kind of like, whoa moment. Like somebody made this, somebody made these pants and They probably lived really far away from here and they probably weren't paid well. And, and now I'm wearing them. And since then, I haven't been able to buy things without considering how they were made, which has resulted in often feeling like the best place to buy things, not only for price sometimes, and novelty and fun of the hunt, but also ethically, I'm really comfortable shopping at thrift stores because it's giving clothes more of a lifespan and um, lessening the number of new clothes that need to be made. That said, I am not a purist anymore, and I do still buy new clothes and try and consider where and how they were made. So in all these years of thrift store shopping, I have developed some 
tricks. I think thrift store shopping is intimidating to people who have never done it before because thrift stores aren't necessarily organized like a new clothing store. Pretty much not at all. Their displays are different and there's pretty much only one of everything instead of like every size and every color. So, which is great for the hunt and the whole thing's more like a treasure hunt, but can be a little bit daunting if you aren't used to it. So, in case you want to try your hand at thrift store shopping, if it's new, or hone your skills if you are already a thrift store shopper, I'm going to give you my top 10 tips. Okay, number one, know where the money goes. So thrift stores are interesting because often they are tied to a charity, like they'll support a homeless shelter or a cat rescue or da 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 da. And I really like knowing where the money goes that I'm spending at the thrift store because sometimes you buy something and like the return policy at thrift stores is different. Sometimes there is none. And so I want to know that if I buy something and I don't end up liking it, that where that money, you know, like I basically just made a donation to somewhere. So where did I make the donation to? And some, and just because something is called a thrift store or is a secondhand store doesn't necessarily mean it is connected to a charity. And I think this is often not known. And thrift, non-charitable thrift stores kind of use this to their advantage. They probably don't want to publicize the fact that it's a private endeavor. Some thrift stores, it's actually people drop off stuff, they just donate it, and then the person sells it. And there's no charity involved. It's purely a business that has no cost of the stuff that comes in, which is quite brilliant. And I'm not saying is bad. I'm just noting that if you think you are contributing to a charity by shopping at a thrift store, it might not necessarily be the case. Value Village is another classic example. This is a huge, basically like a chain thrift store in Canada that's, they're like, their buildings themselves are really big. And they've done a clever thing with their uh, marketing where it it references the Canadian Diabetes Association in their signage. Like, donations go to, or like, I forget the wording. But uh, the way that they pulled it off is that they donate some money to the Diabetes Association. Merely so they can say that they do. But Value Village is a for-profit organization. Like, it's a business that just gets your clothes if you donate them and sells them and makes money off of that. And then happens to, oh yeah, by the way, send a tiny bit of money to the Diabetes Association. Value Village is not a Diabetes Association charity. Okay? So just know that if you're shopping there. So that's number one. Know where the money goes because then you'll feel, you'll just feel more complete about what you're spending and what you're involved with. That's pretty much good general practice. Wow, I got a little bit worked up about that one. <laughs> Who knew? I'm passionate about this. Okay, number two. Look to recognize things as if you've lost them and are now finding them. 
This has helped me immensely. If you go into a thrift store thinking that you're looking at other people's stuff, you're probably just going to look through it all and be like, what is this? None of this is mine. And you won't find anything great. The key is to go in thinking, hmm, I seem to have lost some things. Let me see if I can find them. And if you go through looking for your lost items, your sort of uh, attunement to what will actually integrate and fit in your life will be much better. Because sometimes we can get kind of lured in by like, oh, this is an interesting shirt. I've never seen one like this before. True, because it's in a thrift store and you would never shop at a store that sells these. And you can end up with a bunch of clothes that are kind of interesting, but they don't fit and you never wear them which is where I think people get discouraged. If you go through a section, say shirts, for example, and say, hmm, I seem to have lost a t-shirt. Which one here is mine? You will recognize the ones that already could suit you. And there might be a little bit of, thrift stores are also a great place to try a little bit of like a stretching fashion. Like, oh, this is something I wouldn't normally wear because it's $4 and Worst case, you donated it to a cool cause. But if you're looking to find clothes that you are very likely to wear, this mindset of ones that you've lost will really help you be able to pick out what suits you. Same goes for like household items, shoes, etc. Just think, hmm, what have I lost that I'm now finding? Number three check carefully for stains and holes and consider whether they're repairable. So this is also something that discourages people from shopping at thrift stores is because they assume that there's some reason the person gave it away, which is true. And sometimes the reason is because it was broken or stained or missing a button or had some holes in it. And So before you get really excited, look for these things. Look for buttons and stains and holes. And this does not necessarily mean that it's a no-go. Buttons? Totally replaceable. I have several funky items that I get lots of comments on because I've changed out all the buttons to be multicolored instead of all black like they were. This was probably at first because one black button was missing and I didn't have the right one to match. So I just changed out all of them and went from a mediocre black sweater to a fantastic black sweater. Some holes can be mended invisibly. Some can be mended with a little bit of flair to become an added item. And same with stains. Some stains can... I wouldn't count on stains coming out if you find them at the thrift store because probably the person already tried. But depending on where the stain is, it might be either unnoticeable, or you could put a funky patch over it. Or maybe you just don't want to take it home. So look carefully. Number four. Stuff in a thrift store is called, number four is a sense of character or story. Stuff in a, stuff in a thrift store has probably already had a life before you found it. Some things come into the thrift store brand new because the person 
bought them at a fancy store and then never wore it or got given it or who knows what else. But often the stuff has had a life before. So when you, when you're touching something in the thrift store, you want to pay attention to the feeling you have with it. If you overanalyze stuff in a thrift store, you can end up missing out on treasures or taking home things that you don't end up liking. You don't want to intellectualize every decision at a thrift store, to be clear. You have to kind of sense into it. Because what you're probably sensing is the story of the piece. That maybe the piece has had a sad life and it's still carrying sadness. So even though it's really functional and in good shape, when you hold it, it just doesn't really quite feel right, but you keep telling yourself that it's perfect. You can just leave that there. Likewise, something might be quite worn, but when you touch it, it just feels like it's your friend already. Those are precisely what thrift stores are great for. I recently had an experience with a pair of leather hiking boots. And (laughs) when I saw them on the shelf, it was like I fell in love with these boots. And as if the boots belonged to a friend of mine that I'd missed for ages. Like, that's the feeling I got when I saw these boots. Like, they look cool. They're great. But the falling in love feeling wasn't... Like, it wasn't completely stylistic. It was way more like a story. It was like, I looked at them and I could feel a story behind them. Like as if a friend of mine had worn them. And I hope you get to experience this feeling of... Of falling for an invisible story. Because usually, you'll never get a chance to know the story. Sometimes you might pick up a book and there's an inscription on the inside. So you find out a little bit about where it came from or who it was once given to. But often you won't know the details of the story of the thing. So you have to rely on your intuition or your story sense, whatever that that way is that you can kind of, you can feel the essence of something. We don't often talk about our ability to feel the essence of things, but I believe that with practice, we can... It can become heightened. At least mine has. Number five. Give back. So, thrift stores operate on people giving donations. So if you shop at a thrift store, it's important to also give things to a thrift store. It's like cyclical. And I personally believe in something like thrift store gods or fairies or elves or something that that look kindly upon those who give back so plus if you're taking home cool stuff from the thrift store and if you just keep on bringing stuff home you will become inundated and won't be living peacefully anymore in your surroundings so you want to have this flow of like in and out in and out I have a little box right by my front door that's my outbox. And whenever I find something that it's time to pass along, maybe it's give back to somebody, maybe it's give to the thrift store, it's, uh, it goes in that box. And like that box almost constantly has things in it because 
I'm constantly bringing things home and giving them away. Bringing things home, giving them away. And, uh, yeah, that, that cyclical flow of energy in and out is part of vibrancy. And I think will actually increase your chances of finding great things at thrift stores. Because, like, as I said, my belief in something like thrift store gnomes or fairies. Number six, look at the fabric on the top of the hangers. So I believe that people are daunted by the sheer number of different things in a thrift store. If you go into a typical clothing store, there, there actually won't be that many styles at one time. And they, they'll switch the styles, you know, from this spring to this summer and only have X number of colors and styles available. Thrift stores have hundreds all at once because every single one is different. And if you spend your time like shifting over every hanger, it will take a really long time and you'll get discouraged and you'll probably start sneezing because thrift stores smell funny and sneezing into a mask because you need to wear masks right now is not that pleasant. So to save you some time and goopy masks, here's a trick. The top of the hanger, like without touching it, has a little strip of the fabric that the clothing's made of. Bear with me. I know this sounds obvious. But if you just look at that fabric, look at the color and the texture, you will be able to rule out most of the clothes. Most of the clothes you won't like that combination of of the color, texture, and maybe even like the neckline, if we're looking at shirts, for example. So you can look at every piece of clothing pretty quickly and you just scan, for example, scan for colors that you like. And then if you see a color you like, look at the texture. If you still like the color and the texture, then you can slide it, like pull or slide the hanger so you can see the front of it. And maybe it has a a logo you don't like or a pocket in a weird place. And then you move on. But you don't have to slide and look all the way down the garment of every piece because you will know just by looking at the tops of the fabric. This works great if you're looking for something in particular, like a certain kind of wool or a white t-shirt or something. You can just scan for that color or texture and it goes a lot faster. Number seven, check the mannequins, display cabinets and boutique section. So though thrift stores are organized quite differently than regular clothing stores, they are still organized and put together and often quite well. And the people who work there, often retired ladies, take quite a bit of pride in setting up the mannequins. Sometimes their taste is a little bit off. Sometimes the color schemes are weird. But often they'll pick some of the best garments to go on display, understandably. So if you're looking for something that's particularly new or classy or stylish or strange, be sure to look at what is on display. You can also ask if they have a boutique section, that's sometimes what it's called, where the items will be a little bit more expensive, but they've parsed off the ones that maybe still still have their brand new tags on or just are more fancy for one reason or another. Number eight, 
look for your favorite few brands. So I have a few, after a while of doing this, I have a few brands that I have never walked in the actual like first retail store of. But I notice that at thrift stores, I often pick out these brands that their style and fit suits me. And so now when I, you know, if something has passed the color texture test, and then I see that it's by a brand that I have, that I like, then I'm more likely to pull it out and take it a more thorough look. Similarly, if you get to know some brands that are poor quality, just by looking at the tag, you can know that the fabric's not great and it's not going to last long. So when you're shopping at a regular clothing store, or this goes for kitchenware and everything like that too, you'll, you would normally just go in the store of the brand. In a thrift store, you have a whole bunch of brands together, but the brand still means something. It still means that this was made by that company once upon a time. So that's still going to give you information about how it was made, where it was made, what kind of quality the stitching and fabric, or even the fit and cut are. So if you have favorite brands, either that you have known their store or that you just come across at thrift store, pay attention to them because it will help you find stuff that you're more likely to like. Number nine, fabric is what clothes are made of. This is a tidbit for people who are into sewing or quilting or, or crafting or mending and you would want to be buying fabric. So you can find fabric that's already been made into clothes and just turn it back into fabric by cutting up the clothes. So for example, if you need a little bit of silk, you could go to a fabric store and buy some silk, or you could go to a thrift store and buy a silk shirt. And this expands the ways to find fabric and even the types of fabric and for a very reasonable cost, if you just look for clothes that are made of fabric you like. If you're going for this reason, keep in mind that the thing doesn't have to fit. You don't have to like the the piece of clothing that it is. You can just like the fabric. You can buy a skirt even if you never wear skirts. You can buy a really tiny kid's thing if you just want the patch off the back. And find some really great crafty things this way. Number 10, you can leave stuff in your basket and change your mind. So my technique for going around thrift stores is to, after it's passed my first few tests, I put it in my basket or my cart, and then I accumulate a collection of things that I may like. And then I go through and pare down, like give it a second, a second go through and maybe notice that, oh, actually I've got three t-shirts and I really only need to buy one today. So which is my favorite of these three. And instead of, because it's not as organized, if you leave it on the rack and then try and go back and find it, it's going to be harder. So it's better to put it in your basket and then sort through after and change your mind. And then usually there's a place to put the kind of like the rejects so that the lovely people organizing know that that's not in its correct category, and they'll go put it back. Okay, that was number 10. And now I'm feeling like 
you might be wondering, that was a lot of information, and what does that have to do with magic? Well, I notice that becoming better at thrift store shopping has tuned me into the stories of things, to how they feel. It's helped me develop my own style in a more eclectic way than I may have if I was dependent on conventional stores to tell me what was in style in a given season. And I feel good about giving things a second, third, or maybe fourth life. I feel good about spending my money somewhere that's being helpful. And all of this contributes to feeling like there's a bit of sparkle to my things and that there's care and attention. And there's so much around us that pushes us towards thoughtless consumerism that shoves things in our faces about what we need to have next that are poorly made and probably made by somebody who, whose life was really difficult. And so by shopping more at thrift stores, I feel, I feel more connected to other people because I'm using their things. Like they gave it there. I'm giving my, like there's more, there's more connection because somebody had it before me. And so I'm less separated from, from humanity. I think that's good for me. And it's also a, seems to sort of tap into a little bit of the sort of treasure hunting kind of, I think it's a human trait. Of, I mean, it's almost like how we look for berries or we look for shiny things or we look for shelter. <laughs> we look for things at thrift stores. Like it feels like a bit of a, a bit of a hunt. Now, some people just get into it just for the hunt and uh, probably have to know that we can find homes for things. So I hope that this list has given you something to think about, maybe try out, to consider where your stuff comes from. And especially if you've never shopped at thrift stores, I feel like there might be this kind of like almost class divide of people who, who do shop at thrift stores and people who don't. And, and anytime we cross a divide, we learn something about the other side. And... And that expands our sense of ourselves and the world. It probably makes us kinder. So, my encouragement is to try shopping in a thrift store. <laughs> and I'd love to hear how that goes for you. And what treasures you find. Thank you for listening. And uh, if this episode was a little bit too practical, then just stay tuned. Because there will be others that are more um, mysterious. So, thanks for joining in this journey. really appreciate you listening. And if you have enjoyed this show or others, I'd appreciate if you would rate the podcast on whatever player you're listening to it on. And if you write a review, that would be extra special. And the reason why podcasters say this is partly because they want to know that what they're saying is enjoyed. They want to know, I want to know that it's worth me putting this out, that it's somehow of amusement or benefit. And also because it helps other people who I don't know yet to find it. 
and thematically through algorithms, they're more likely to find it if it's rated and reviewed. And if you subscribe, if you subscribe, that will help the algorithm, but also it means that you'll get notified when these episodes come out. And I would really, I'd be glad to know you're listening. If you know any other realists who could use a little magic, I would be delighted if you shared this directly. And if you would like to, if you feel like clapping for any part of the show and would like to do so tangibly through a monthly subscription, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash magic for realists and subscribe for $4 a month. That gives you some extra perks and tangibly lets me know that you're enjoying it. And um, I really appreciate that. So until next time, may you enjoy the magic of the real world, particularly in your local thrift store. Bye for now.